Hi, I'm Lucia Leonard and I'm your host of Summer Trail Chamonix. And here we are today. We are sat here with Ashley Rossavan, who is 28, did you say? Yeah, and she's from Colorado in the United States. So welcome to Chamonix. Thank you. It's been amazing. <laughs> this is perfect weather this week, so I'm happy to be here. Perfect. Some would say it's been too hot, but... <laughs> I'm from Florida, so this is still a little bit cooler. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you fit right in. So no wonder then that you won the 10K for the Marathon Mont Blanc. Yes, it was pretty warm. 90, probably 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, and starting at 1pm. So yes, very toasty. Mm very tough but you did it and you were 46 34 i looked it up before 27 seconds ahead of second place yes was that a battle the whole 10k or it wasn't it was more a battle with the men i felt like mm. um because there's a little single track trail probably from mile three to mile four or five and mm -hmm. so you only could go one person at a time and so I felt like I was battling the guys a little bit more and I had no idea she was behind me until someone told me when I was about to finish um, oh. so I actually didn't see her the whole race I tend to go out really fast <laughs> so. well it's probably good not to know but yeah would you have run any differently if you'd known she was so close behind you probably would have tried to be a little bit more aggressive on some of the single track and pass some of the guys that were with me mm. but yeah. No, I mean it was hot. It was probably should have been more conservative, honestly, at the start. Yeah. If the heat hits you like halfway through, and you before you know it, it might be too late. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty exposed as well on that route, um, being so open in the valley as well. Yes. Like, imagine there wasn't much shade to be had. No, just for a mile or two, but yeah, pretty pretty open, pretty exposed, and pretty dusty too. Yeah. Especially with the thousand plus runners that probably did it yeah, yeah it was fun good good and is that why you came to Chamonix was it to yeah. run that in particular or were you coming anyway and decided just to do the race kind of a little bit of both I was originally going to do the marathon and then got injured in the spring and so after that I was like I still really want to go to Chamonix it's been on my list my bucket list for a while now yeah um, so decided just to take holiday from work and come out and drop down distance and just do the 10k for fun but mostly came out for vacation and wanted to race while i was out here too and oh cool nice cool way to experience. do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what have you been doing while you're out here what trails have you been exploring almost everything in the valley Mm. Um, so I've gone up Argentier and gone over to Merle Glass and up to La Blanc. I've been up to Le Brevant. Mm. My French isn't amazing, so I don't remember a lot of the trail names. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think after today I've hit everything. Today was Le Blanc mm -hmm. and after that I've hit, I think I've hit everything in the valley. Cool. Yeah. Good. So lots yeah. of exploring. <laughs> And how long have you been here for? Is it a whole week? Yes, the week as of tomorrow. I've been here since last Tuesday, so okay. tomorrow will be a full week and then head to Geneva for a day and then fly back to the States. Okay. Oh, well, sorry to see you go. <laughs> I know. I wish I could figure out a way to be here longer. <laughs> and so you mentioned that you were coming back from injury. So I was looking at your Instagram, so it was a stress fracture, was it? Yes, a femoral stress fracture. Actually, in the middle of a race, I got it in March. And oh, so 
took six weeks off and really just swam. I used to be a swimmer, so I still enjoy mm-hmm. lap swimming quite a bit. So I swam for six weeks, and I've been running probably for eight weeks mm-hmm. now, eight or nine weeks. Yeah. So still definitely low mileage, only running like five days a week. Yeah. Going okay. back more conservatively. Hmm. Yeah, well, I guess you got to do it. And you're not a stranger to stress fractures. Because I read that you had, this was your sixth one. Yeah, six in the oh. femur. Oh my god, in the same same leg as well? So five in my right and one in my left. Yeah, um, yeah so trying to figure out what's what's wrong. We got, my blood work came back great and uh, my bone density is great. I did have osteoporosis when I was 18, so I think that yeah. might have been a contributing factor. Yeah. Um, but I think just probably too much life stress yeah. this year might have been a bigger cause. Mm. Okay, well, that would have, yeah, would definitely impact on your whole lifestyle, doesn't it, when you're suffering from stress, so, yeah. Yes, yeah, but if anything, I keep telling people, at least it's the same injury, because I now know how to come back from it. <laughs> well, that's true, you don't, don't need to, to learn. Out what it is, and I don't have to learn the way back. Yeah. After six, you kind of know how to come back, and yeah. uh, what you need to do. I guess, yeah, you need to learn how to stop it happening, I guess, is the next thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, what's coming up for you next then when you head home? You know, are you ramping up to some big races this year or what's happening? Yeah, so I definitely think I'm going to stay local. I think we're really lucky in Colorado to have, I mean, we don't have the Alps, but we have the Rocky Mountains. And so a lot of summer trail racing just locally in Colorado. So I have a couple different ones and then... um, aiming for like the pike's peak ascent i think mm-hmm. next month and then hoping to qualify for the world mountain running team for the u.s either through a resume spot or yeah um at a race in september so that would be november so that's kind of my best guess for what i'll do this fall but i think pike's peak hopefully will be the next big one okay and what how far is that one and what's the ascent in that It's about a marathon, so the ascent is just up, Mm -hmm. and then they have up-down, and so the up-down is a full marathon, the up is just 13 miles, Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably 7,000, 7 to 8,000 feet of gain. Mm -hmm. You start in Manitou Springs, which is around 6 or 7,000, and then the top is 14,000 feet. Okay, right. So very high. Yeah, and will you do the, just the up, or are you going to do the up and the down? I think I'm just going to do the up. Yeah. Like going up. (laughs) It's a lot less pressure on your body. So I figure coming back from a stress fracture, if I can avoid the downhill, it's less impact. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like a good call. Um, And so, I mean, I was reading about, so you've come from like a background of doing really well. You were 2007 Footlocker cross country champ. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And then you've got two USA TF championship titles to your name. So it was the 2017 half trail marathon and then the 2018 30K trail championship. So how long have you been running for then? Since probably freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I did run a little bit in middle school, but I've been running quite a while. I've had a longer career. ran in high school and was pretty successful in high school and then went to Duke University and mm-hmm. ran there but I was injured most of my college career and then started running again really competitively afterwards once I moved to Colorado okay um, so 18 
maybe 15 years, 18 years. Yeah, um, that's a good history. Yeah. yeah, my whole family's very athletic. No one else runs, but mm-hmm. I have, my uncle was a pro tennis player and a lot of tennis players and lacrosse players, and I think we just grew up really active. Yeah, yeah, that's a good sort of, yeah, starting ground, isn't it, if you grow up with that? Mm-hmm. I know I certainly didn't, like, I took up running, well, exercise, <laughs> like in 2005, so, <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah, shorter road, but, um, yeah, you've got a lot of experience under your belt, so that's great. Yes. Yeah. And so the championships coming up, the mountain championships, when's that then? When do you qualify for that? So the resume spots are um, announced in August mm-hmm. and then they have, so that'd be the long distance team and then the short distance team, the qualifiers at the end of September. So if I don't get the, a resume spot on in August, I'll probably run the yeah. short distance in September and see. Okay. But that would be, yeah, good goal for the fall. Yeah. And what sort of distance is that race then? The longer one is about 40K, mm-hmm. 42K, and then the short one's 10K. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for distances yourself, is it always been like the marathon and under that you do, or are you looking at doing further distances as well? I think sub-ultra has mostly been my sweet spot. I think eventually mm-hmm. I'd like to do some of the longer races, but I think until my health and injury history goes down a little bit so I think if I can manage to stay healthy um, then I would probably definitely move up to 50k and maybe 50 mile plus at some point but I think the goal right now is just to stay healthy and stay a little bit shorter until I can get that under control yeah and you're getting the results there so I guess Mm -hmm. yeah do what you're good at (laughs) really (laughs) and so what does a normal training week look like for you then like when you're not injured (laughs) let's say around 60 miles a week with mm-hmm. a longer run um, one full day off or like in the gym strength training and then one day either really easy like 30 minutes or just swimming mm-hmm. um, swimming like two to three miles and then my long runs aren't anything extreme I do more time so try to get them up to like two or three hours yeah um, maybe four at some point this fall mm-hmm. and then a workout one workout a week so either a fart lick or hill repeats um, tempo something like that depending on what phase of training I'm in yeah okay and how often would you do strength training I try to in. do it two to three days a week mm-hmm. um, so I've started doing it once on my off day and then two other days a week normally my, maybe after the long run and then after the workout so just make my hard days hard and yeah. easy days easy yeah yeah you got to have your easy days don't you mm-hmm. so and what sort of things do you do for a strength workout like are you going to the gym and using the machines or are you like at home making your own sort of strength workouts happen my office has a gym which is really nice i don't use too many of the machines mm-hmm. um mostly do a lot of body weight stuff a lot of like balancing exercises um one-legged squats, lunges, um, definitely drills, so like high knees, butt kicks to try to get my cadence Mm -hmm. down. I think that might have been an issue this past spring was just cadence. Um, Leg lifts, and then like light upper body and then some core too. But mostly nothing like super heavy, mostly body weight stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And looking at 
definitely single leg exercises yeah yeah I found those have been really helpful <clears throat> I know I struggled a bit with like sore knees like sort of 18 months two years ago and yeah since sort of picking up the the squats and the single leg exercises definitely improved that whole strength down in the knees and the glutes and yeah it definitely makes a difference doesn't mm-hmm. it definitely helps yeah I think it helps with recovery as well I don't know if you think the same thing but I find since I've been doing strength that but, you know after a long run or after a race like your body seems to recover a lot quicker because it's stronger so. yeah I, I think that's definitely true I mean I mm. thought it would be hard to do a hard workout and then do strength but I do think it helps to maybe flush it out a little bit yeah more if you because I think it forces you to stretch and roll a little bit longer too and yeah stretch out your legs so I have found it helpful as well especially yeah. for recovery yeah that's good and do you do any like you mentioned you swim maybe one day a week um Mm -hmm. do you do any other sort of cross training um i do cross country ski a bit during the winter Uh um and then i've started biking a little bit i wouldn't say i'm an amazing biker but (laughs) you do it an hour and a half two hours sometimes Mm. i don't really go that fast um but i found that's been helpful for just quad strength and lower leg strength so i think definitely coming back from this injury i'm going to be integrating at least one day of biking or swimming for probably a while yeah and then i do the stair climber too oh yeah since i'm doing a lot of uphill racing the next couple weeks and months i've been trying to do the stair climber Mm. a little bit more yeah i think i should have done that a little bit more i did the um, wall marathon in china um, oh, in wow. May, so there's a lot of steps on that. <laughs> Stair climber would have helped for that. It would have, yeah. And coming out of winter, I hadn't really been doing much ascent, so I could really feel that in the calves afterwards. So, yeah, I should have made better friends with the stair climber before that race. <laughs> it's hard, but it's worth it when you get on it and then you go to some of these uphill or stair races. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it sounds like you do a lot of training. Do you work full-time and do the training alongside, or are you a full-time athlete? No, I work um, Mm -hmm. full-time as an energy efficiency and sustainability consultant. Oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's Mm. really, I think they tie together a little bit, especially on the trails, so I feel like I'm helping to offset greenhouse gas emissions and indirectly preserve the environment that we're running on and so I I feel like it's a good rewarding job definitely challenging and I think it'd be easier to just focus on training at some points but I find it really rewarding and I like the balance too of having work and something outside of running to focus on yeah yeah and I've you've mentioned that a bit in your Instagram posts about sort of finding that balance so how do you find that balance because it is hard if you're working full-time and you know you got trying to have a social life at some point and family life and how do you sort of manage all of that around your training and everything else right I will I don't think I've found the magic formula but (laughs) I don't think anyone has no Um, if you have I'd love tips but Mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of figuring out what you want to prioritize more at different points in the year. And so I found that balancing priorities and shifting priorities throughout the year helps to keep me feeling like I'm balanced. So when I was injured, focusing more on my career and my friendships, um, and then when I'm healthy and racing, embracing that a little bit more, and then maybe backing off of everything else. And I feel like that kind of cyclic um, 
priority shift has helped. So every couple of months shift where I'm going to put all my focus. And it doesn't mean everything else falls in the back burner. I think it's just I put more time into different pieces of my life at different points throughout the year. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it because it sort of keeps things fresh as well, doesn't it? If you're constantly changing priorities and yeah, spending time on different things. Yeah, it kind yeah. of just prevents burnout. I think it's healthy. I think some people are great at just doing one thing all the time, but I think I need the balance of having different focuses throughout the year. I think it helps me from burning out for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how do you keep yourself motivated like to do the races and things like that? Do you have any tricks for self-motivation or do you always have your mojo? <laughs> yeah, motivation hasn't, hasn't been an issue for me. I just, I love running. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I always come back to, I would love, like, I just love spending a day out on the trails, out on the roads. And I think I like it the way it makes my body feel. And I love the friendships and community. And so, you know, even at this point, I'm still building back and I'm not anywhere in top shape. But it's still fun to come out and be a part of the community and um, just be outside. So I think just the love for running keeps me motivated but also the friendships and community that come with it yeah also help to keep me motivated yeah definitely I know I love running with friends as well it's so much fun like I went to Lock Blanc last week as well and yeah with a friend and we just had the best day like it's just so much fun running with people that you know isn't it it's yeah. great or meeting new people it's yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's great about the trail running community. I don't know how many times I've had a message on Instagram saying, oh, I'm going to be in Chamonix next week. Um, you know, can I join you for a run? It's like, yeah, absolutely. And you just meet up with perfect strangers and, yeah, then you end up friends really quickly. So, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, it's awesome in that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, in terms of your training as well, do you have a specific diet that you follow or... You know, are you vegan, vegetarian, paleo, or any of those, or are you one of those that just eat everything? And yeah, I try to. I definitely don't have any restrictions. I try to do gluten free when I it's available, um, mm-hmm. but mostly just balance. I think I believe in you know maybe not too much meat, not too much bread, not too much of anything, but um, more just making sure I have balanced meals and that I'm nourishing my body and getting in enough calories um, and hydration. So yeah, I guess typical morning is like oatmeal or yogurt and then I definitely kind of graze throughout the day. So a salad or sandwich for lunch and then there's some sort of protein, whether that's tofu if I'm doing veggie or a veggie burger and then Mm -hmm. chicken. Um, I don't eat a ton of red meat, Yeah. but occasionally I'll have a burger. Yeah, okay, that sounds fair. And, yeah, question, do you drink alcohol or not? Are you prone to a beer after a race, or are you abstain from alcohol when you're training? Um, I probably have a beer or a glass of wine maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so not too much. Yeah. Just... I'm not bit. a huge fan of alcohol, but I do like a glass of wine or a beer. Yeah. You know, every now and then. Yeah. Just kind of craving it. Yeah. Especially when it's hot weather. Then yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like a cold beer. <laughs> yeah. But I do find um, I've been using that HRV for training, so that measures like your heart rate variability. And I've really noticed when I have a couple of beers, like 
it tells me that I need to limit my intensity because it's obviously affecting your heart rate so much. Wow. And your resting heart rate, I find mine goes up sort of five or six beats per minute just by having a few drinks. So, yeah, it's amazing how much it impacts your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never thought it was so impactful, but it is. So, right. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I've never thought about measuring heart rate while drinking, but that definitely yeah. Yeah. is interesting. Yeah, because I guess it disturbs your sleep a little bit as well. Like I, I'm a big believer in getting a really good night's sleep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's so important as part of training. Um, and, yeah, if you have a few drinks, like you get that restless sleep and you're not feeling, yeah, like you've actually recovered and rested properly. So... Right. Yeah, interesting just to experiment with everything, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> cool. And I was going to ask you as well. So, what is your favourite running inspiration? Do you have one? What inspires you? Like a person or a... Yeah, I guess a person. That could be something else. Yeah, I think just nature, to mm-hmm. be honest. Being outside and being a part of nature and embracing the outdoors um, definitely inspires me especially since I do work and I'm in an office a lot of the time so just being able and being grateful to be outside and enjoy the natural beauty I think really inspires me and just the fresh smell of like pine trees and oh, I love that the sun yeah I think the sun is definitely directly correlated to my happiness <laughs> like when, when winter comes around it's like cloudy or snowy for a couple of days I just get in this like funk and so it's nice that it's finally warm in summer and the sun's out yeah um, and then I think in terms of people I mean there's a lot of people who inspire me but mm-hmm. Lauren Fleshman and Kara Goucher and Shalene Flanagan, I think, in the U.S. More on the road runner side, but yeah, it's a lot of good, well-rounded athletes in the U.S. that definitely look up to. Yeah, well, that's good. And do you have a, a? Do you read books? Do you have a favorite running book? I do not read running books, but oh. I do have not a favorite book but favorite authors and so Dan Brown the one who wrote like the Da Vinci Chico, Code yeah. and Angels and Demons I mm-hmm. love all of his books so I re- I've read a lot of them mm-hmm. um, and then Jody Picoult who's the one who wrote My Sister's Keeper oh yes so well, between sad. the two of them yeah I just wow. she has a bunch of books and he has a bunch of books so when I go to the I actually do have a library card and I go mm-hmm every couple of weeks and grab a new one um i generally go to one of those two and then after i'm done reading all of the books from them i don't know where i'll go yeah i'll slowly venture to new authors (laughs) but those are my two favorites at the moment okay and what's your favorite running food so if you're out on the trails and you know you could have anything you wanted during your run what what's your favorite running food I'm just a gel person. Really? I just yeah. I really Survive like on gels. gels. Um, I like the really sweet ones. So like chocolate, oh. um, honey. <laughs> yeah, I do the honey stinger gels, which uh-huh. are nice. But I think after, I think if you're going out long, long, like something really salty is nice too. So just like I feel like I always crave like really salty crackers, like mm-hmm. right when I get back too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't do anything crazy like 10 hour runs you know I'm not training for a hundred miler no it's different two to three hours of gels yeah probably what you need a gel and then 
water or electrolyte mix. Yeah, yeah. You'd probably like, I had, I've got a friend in Canada and he gave me some maple syrup gels. Ooh. Oh my God. If you like sweet gels, like <laughs> that thing, I mean, like he said, it's like crack. <laughs> it's basically, wow. you just pure sugar down your throat. Um, you're going to have to try them, I think. <laughs> I know. Well, I've run really well for some reason off of just sugars. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's, maybe it's because I race sub ultra, but I've found that sugar sits well with me and gives me yeah. energy. And then I generally do caffeine in them too. So I'll oh, yeah. do caffeinated gels, and those have just worked, so I've never tried anything different. Yeah, I tend to start using them towards the end of an ultra, like definitely sugar and caffeine, just because then you can't keep real food down. So it's just like get that down your throat, and yeah, it definitely gives you a hit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure if I switch to some of the like, you know 15 or 20 hour races I would not be doing gels the whole time I no. would probably find a lot of other foods that I liked to eat for 20 hours um, yeah I've seen people eat like ramen and potatoes and yeah yeah things. so I'd be curious to see what I crave on longer runs yeah yeah not reached that point yet yeah, well, I definitely found that changed. I used to be, like, eating Haribos and, yeah, gels and things. And then as the distances went longer, it was like, oh, yeah, fancy chicken noodle soup, you know, yeah. or pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely changes. So, yeah, it'd be interesting if you step up, yeah, what um, what would change? Yeah. And what's your favourite running food when you get back? Like, what's your recovery tips, recovery food? Um... Generally, I really like like a really fancy salad. So like lettuce with different like meats and beans and cheeses and mm-hmm. kind of like a big bowl of a bunch of different vegetables and proteins and carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true because I especially after you go out for a long run and you're just having gels and sweet stuff, I feel like you need to balance it out. So just something really healthy and nutritious with a lot of nutrients in it. Yeah. Is generally what I'm craving afterwards. No. Good. Sounds very healthy. <laughs> and what do you do for recovery? Do you have any other tips? Like, um, you know, do you do any particular stretching or ice baths or compression, anything like that? I wear compression socks a lot during my runs, mm-hmm. actually, and I feel like that really helps with calf recovery. And then, um, I mean, eating, you know, 20 to 30 minutes right after you finish the run, I feel like that makes a huge difference. And then I definitely stretch for probably 5 to 10 minutes. I roll. Um, the mm-hmm. roll recovery tool is really popular in Colorado. They're based in Boulder, so okay. use that one. It's similar to a foam roller. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and stretching and some light plyometrics or drills yeah okay and then trying to keep my feet up not yes. walk around too much which I haven't been doing in Chamonix because no. there's too many exciting places to see <laughs> yeah you've been climbing mountains and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah hiking 10 miles for recovery probably isn't ideal but <laughs> I'll recover next week when I get back yes exactly you won't have Chamonix on your doorstep then so no. time to recover and what is your favorite running trail um, I have a couple actually in Colorado. I mean, Colorado has beautiful trails. There's one actually in Breckenridge that's called the Peaks Trail, and it goes, it kind of bridges a uh, ridge line, so not too much gain, maybe 2,000 feet of gain, mm-hmm. um, but it's an out and back, and it connects Frisco to Breckenridge via the mountains. Oh. Um, so that one's really nice. Only really runnable during the summer, though, when the snow melts off of it. And then I have another one. I actually really like the trails in Golden, Colorado, too. There's mm-hmm one called chimney gulch and goes up to um, a mountain and then goes down apex and 
I like to do up, down, up, down. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. I feel like that's kind of mentally tough, too, versus just going up, down yeah. twice. That's it's good prep for mountain races. Mm-hmm. And then I've loved all the trails in Chamonix and yeah. you know, that I've done internationally, too, but it's they're not right at my doorstep so yeah yeah you don't it's nice to have a favorite trail that's close to home yeah absolutely yes (laughs) yeah and you always have your memories on those trails as well like so many memories so Mm -hmm. it's nice to have that yeah and do you have a running mantra like when you're you're running do you have anything like self-talk that you go through when you're sort of facing tough times during a race Honestly, a lot of it's just looking at numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a very, like, analytical type A person. Mm -hmm. So I think just thinking, you know, if the race is six miles, then just saying, you know, one mile left to go, you can do anything for six minutes or seven minutes, however fast or slow you're going. So I think just thinking about the numbers a little bit and then focusing on putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And then I think going back to maybe some of the hardest workouts you've done in that training cycle too. So I think during races, reflecting on just really hard workouts and how you got through those and just remembering all of the tough times you've had to be able to translate that into racing. And I think that's really helped me, especially during races. It's just reflecting back on some of those really, really tough runs where I wasn't feeling great or they were just really hard. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> and so you work with um, Hoka. So you're a Hoka athlete. I do. Yeah. So how long have you been with them for? About a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, new. Yeah. Is that yeah. good? Yeah, it's been great. They're um, super supportive. It's a great team. It's a great community. And I love the shoes. I mean, their trail shoes are awesome. So I yeah. wear the Speed Goats and Torrents. Mm-hmm. Race in the Torrents and train in the Speed Goats. And I didn't know if I would love the cushion or not um, initially, but I really love it. So it's really hard to go back to shoes without cushion. I feel like <laughs> it just feels like the impact is so much higher. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember wearing Hoka's. I did a 500k challenge and it was all like on bitumen and like halfway through changed back to my old shoes and just without the cushioning it was like oh no I've got to go back to the hokers for that so <laughs> yeah. it feels like a lot less impact on your body yeah yeah <laughs> and do you work with any other brands at all I do so I work with um honey stinger for oh, yeah. gels and then um I do love their waffles yes very their good waffles are mm. like dessert yes <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you can definitely eat those during runs, but mm. I feel like I'm having, like, cake. They're, they are really good. And they're a Colorado-based company, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. um, I know their team, and they're always awesome as well. Um, cool. And then Noon for hydration. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Runner's High Herbals. Oh, okay. So they do kind of, like, recovery products. Mm-hmm. So I use a lot of their creams and oils. They do massage oils, and then they have CBD drops. Okay. Variety of recovery. Yeah. I've heard a lot about CBD drops that, yeah, seems to be quite big over there. I know my husband did the, um, the Leadville Trail Marathon, and they had CBD pills or something in their bags they're yeah, they bags. have a bunch of shops in Leadville too with CBD products yeah I just started them and 
I think it's helping a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see how it feels after a couple more weeks and if it affects recovery at all. But it is a very big um, trend in yeah. the U.S. right now. Yeah, especially in Colorado, I guess, because it's yeah all legal, isn't it? So, yes. <laughs> which is good. Oh, feels like a storm's blowing in. Pulling <laughs> it off. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks very much for being on the podcast. And, yeah, we'll um, hopefully see you back in Chamonix soon. Otherwise, yeah, I might see you out in Colorado. Yes. No, yeah. you should come visit. I will definitely be back out here at some point. It's, this is amazing. Cool. Well, thank you very much and safe travels home. Thank you. Okay.